Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Well, if you got $3,500, you can uh, have the future today because Apple offering its Apple Vision Pro today, mixed reality headset. Will this be the future, the new thing? For that, we turn to Ian Schur. He is a CBS News tech contributor. Contributor Ian joins us on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Ian, how cool are these things? I mean, it's pretty nifty. I, I haven't touched one myself, unfortunately, but I, <clears throat> I have spent a lot of time talking to the people who have, and I've used a lot of the competing devices out there. And the one thing that consistently comes up, and this has shown up in all of the reviews that have come out so far, and the people who've tried it, is that Apple for a first kind of attempt at this type of thing has created something that is really nifty, essentially creating a computer that you put on your face. (laughs) And what it does is it shows you the real world and and then it puts computer images on top of it and allows you to essentially be able to interact with the world in a different way. When does somebody use this? Is it just for work? I can't imagine walking around the streets or hanging out in my house with a computer on my face. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think a lot of us have a, a struggle with that, right? It feels like yeah. it's dystopian. So right. the, the, two, the two times that have really come across so far, one is, as you pointed out, work, right? Obviously, okay. having a large you know, monitor that's created in front of you instead of actually having to buy a monitor is really cool. The second thing, though, is that a lot of people have already found it's really great for watching movies. And this is something that is actually pretty compelling, right? Because TVs are getting larger and larger and larger. The technology for TVs is pretty limited, right? 3D TV never really took off. And if these headsets first have to come down in price, but secondly, if they get good enough, It is something that a lot of people say, hey, this could be the new way that we watch movies. You mentioned nifty twice in your opening statement, and you just mentioned the price. Is (laughs) is $3,500 worth worth it for nifty? And I've heard that with the subscriptions you got to use, you're you're looking at closer to five grand, right? You're looking at a lot of money, yes. And um, definitely uh, there are certain people for whom nifty is not worth $3,500. And that is why Apple doesn't have millions upon millions of them being sold right now, Mm -hmm. right? They are really at the beginning of this. I want to remind people that it took Apple, uh, several days, if not a week to get to a million iPhones sold when it first launched. You know, these things take a while. And the first iPhone was nothing like what people ended up actually buying when it started to really take off. And I suspect this will be somewhat similar if Apple is able to make it work. Okay. I just don't see, I guess, I don't see the application. I guess work is one thing, but are people really Mm going to give up their computers 
to have this on their face all day. We're already complaining about us being on our phones and not looking at each other and not having interactions with each other. Do you think this is going to make human interaction worse because we have these giant goggles on our face? I honestly don't have an answer for that. I think Mm. that there are a lot of question marks we still have. And look, (laughs) we did not know how our culture was going to evolve when the iPhone first came out, right? I mean, the idea of screen time and the concern we had about obsession over social, none of that stuff existed before that. So I think, you know, there are positives that can come out of this, especially as in a day and age where a lot of people are working remote, where a lot of people are doing school in remote settings now, and all of these things, having something that can make us feel like we're brought together more does have a very appealing aspect to it. But you're right, right? We really don't know whether or not people are okay with this idea. We are talking to Mm -hmm. CBS News tech contributor Ian Schur, and you're so right because it's like it's such a foreign concept that, you know, when I was in college, if somebody would have told me, well, you know, you're going to be walking around with a, you know, your personal computer will fit in your hand. (laughs) And I'd be like, what are you talking about? I I can't. (sighs) But that's such a, these transform our lives. Here's my question, though. You know, we've had, similar inter uh, similar examples of this before like i think about google glass that was going to be the next thing and that yes. ne- never really took off uh i think right. i think we trust apple mm-hmm. a little more maybe so is the <laughs> do you think this this is going to succeed where previous um examples of this have failed where we are willing to wear something and use it as a computer Well, Apple already has a leg up on everyone, and that is that it has this whole ecosystem of apps and developers that make for the iPhone and iPad and computers already. And already, (laughs) Apple's made it very easy for a lot of those apps to work in that Vision Pro headset. So, for Mm. example, they were touting about that there are 600 apps waiting, you know, just when you launch it. And that's not including all the other ones that have been created that could be turned on to work with it in a minute. So... I think that's one thing that's going to help them is that, you know, whenever you build something new like Google Glass or anything, it's great to build the hardware like that's hard enough. But then you have to create stuff that people want to do with it. Right. And and that and that is where Apple I mean, look, I have I imagine that, you know, when it gets cheap enough, a lot of kids are going to love being able to do stuff like Pokemon Go without having to use a phone, but instead being able to see them all around you. Right. Like. Those types of things could be really cool. Wow. Okay. How do you think, when do you think this is going to be adapted? As I love your example, Adam, Google Glass never really took off. I mean, do you see this? These are early adapters, of course, right now. When do you see these habits changing? Because these headsets are coming from all companies. Um, I mean, there's brain implants from from Elon Musk. You know, when do you see this being adopted? (laughs) Well, there were data points that we saw when the iPhone started to take off, right? AT&T, when they were exclusively uh, for the iPhone, we were starting to see that their their network was struggling because Mm. people were using the Internet mobile way more than had ever been planned before. And that was a big deal. We started seeing the data show up with publishers. They were saying that the number of people using mobile uh, websites, right, and using mobile devices to access their websites was changing so much that they had to change the way they made their apps and their websites so that they'd be useful on our phones. And I think that that, like those types Mm -hmm. of indicators are going to be what we're looking for with this, right? How is the rest of the industry responding 
in response to people using these things. Very interesting. Ian, thank you so yeah. much for the time today. We uh, sure appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Ian Schur, uh CBS News tech contributor. Um, that's are you doing this, Adam? Like, are, is this? Well, I want to try it. So right? I mean, I for sure, uh, I for sure want to try it, and I want to see what it's like. But he, you know, he raised a good point to start to talk, and we can continue this conversation after the break. And by all means, I mean people text in right away, like saying, "Ah, thirty five hundred bucks, no, thank you." Uh, yeah, but, well, right. We're not. No one's going to get this. That's what I'm saying. But first, mm-hmm. but HD TVs when they first came out were also two, three thousand dollars, and I mean. If that application where we'd all be wearing goggles and you wouldn't need a TV anymore, we're all just watching the same thing. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, is it just like a cool thing to use or is it something you're actually going to rely on? I mean, that's that's the big difference here. Well, the, for thirty five hundred dollars, it better be something you're going to rely on and not just yeah, a cool. Right. I'm, just I don't a, know how many people. Well, I guess maybe there are people, but I don't know how many people that spend thirty five hundred dollars on a toy. You know, I bought my yeah. kids a VR headset. Lots of people You know, when do, it though. came out, yeah. but that was you know fifty bucks or whatever, and we used it for maybe a few months. We never use it anymore. I think the movie watching experience that Ian talked about yeah. is interesting mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. look, we all spend a lot more than thirty five hundred mm-hmm. often on the room in our house where we watch movies, yeah. and if you That's could get true. a better experience mm-hmm. than that by just. Having a chair you like sitting in and then putting these goggles on and having this immersive movie-watching experience, well, maybe that's a better way to do that. <laughs> My mind is already going some places that uh, maybe it shouldn't go. Anyway, 1117. I can't imagine cocaine bear yeah, that right. close That's to what me. I'm saying. I, I can't imagine Running the whole away. experience of being in the forest with the bear high on cocaine. Oh, my God. 651-461-9226. <laughs> What's the price point for you? I'd pay, I'd pay 500 bucks for something like this. Ooh. Oof, your your no. blood is richer than mine. I I I don't not yet because there's going to be so many copycats and this one's going to be outdated and I yeah. I don't know not yet. I'm not. That's because it doesn't fill a need for me, Adam. Yep. I have my computer. I have my phone. I don't need this thing. We're going back to flip phones anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Eleven right. seventeen. <laughs> News Talk eight three zero WCCO. <laughs> Speaking of technology on our bodies, this isn't a computer on your face, but this is a tattoo. Have you heard, Adam, of the Spotify tattoo? I have not. I'm not a Spotify guy. I might be the only person who's not on Spotify. And I am with you that I am not on Spotify, but my children are, so I know a little bit about it. Well, on Spotify, every piece of content has a series of sort of like sound bars, like an oh, it looks like an audio wave file mm-hmm. known as the Spotify code. Okay, it's meant for sharing. Like you can send somebody a song with this wave code and, you know, then you scan it with your camera and it plays the song. It's really, it's like a QR code for music, but it looks a little different. It looks like an audio wave file. Well, people are getting their favorite song tattooed the the code excuse me for their favorite song on their body and this is pretty new because these spotify codes are fairly new but this is happening for example one of the people who said they got their tattoo and a few years later their skin changed 
and the code is no longer usable. Yeah. You know, as you age, these tattoos, they either, I don't know where it was, but they sag, or if you're in the sun, you get skin damage and, and what have you, and the codes are no longer scannable. That's what they, they say. And it's part of the risk. And tattoo artists are panicked about doing it because even if you do it like the code, exactly like the code is, if it doesn't work, if the phone doesn't recognize, you know, the code, then the tat- you're, you're screwed well, because the tattoo artist just did it and it doesn't work. So they are panicked. And some of them are saying that they're not going to do them. But it's, it's a dilemma with tattoos, which I got to be honest, I think is a little bit funny. If well, you tattooed it somewhere like on your inner thigh and <laughs> your inner thigh is saggy now and you can't play your song, I mean... That's some bad life choice you deserve right it. there. You deserve it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a bad life choice. I mean, like, a tattoo <laughs> first. I'm not anti-tattoo. I have two of them. I have no problem yes. with tattoos. But yes. it should be something worthy enough of putting on your body for a lifetime. Remember that. Oh, my God. And you hear stories about people like, you know, the company is like, oh, we'll sponsor you. We'll give you this much money if you tattoo our logo. And that's fine and everything. But realize that it's going to change. And if as something temporary no song is worth it like to put that on your body. Right? And don't what if you get bored of the song? I mean, that is such a temporary thing. I those songs from the 80s that we love, do I need to hear them on replay like no. I did on my uh, or on my mixtapes? I mean, come on. What about a come QR on. code? Like QR codes too. Like like I'm looking this up now. Like people do get QR codes tattooed onto their body too. They do? Oh yeah. Of course. That go where? Wherever they want. I don't know. Like, I see a couple I on guess. a wrist. So. I guess. They say, by the way, if you're planning on getting a Spotify tattoo, and I don't recommend it, the tattoo artists are so nervous, they said you have to do it on a flat part of the body so the camera can read it. Yeah, yeah but I guess, like, I don't know, what would that be? Sort of like your inner arm, maybe? Yeah, your, like your forearm, wrist? your forearm or your wrist, probably. Or maybe like an ankle, even. I neck, guess that won't get too fat. Ne- forehead? How about no, right on the forehead? Your neck is going to sag. Your right on the forehead. Absolutely. Yeah, they say a place where there's as little distortion as possible. Closer to the wrist. And uh, people say, <laughs> um, uh, the, like, I guess by the elbow. Really? The elbow doesn't sag? Around your elbow? Everything I don't know. sags. Somebody yeah, should text it and write, it should be required to put on their forehead so we know immediately that you're an idiot. <laughs> Look, I, I, again, people have the right to do whatever they want. But when I saw this, I thought, first of all, I don't want to listen to the same song forever. And my God, you know it's going to sag or gap and you know it's going to stop working. And that the people in the article that I read on CNN said, like, even if it stops working, tattoos are... You know, part of they get them for the moment that they're living in. So mm-hmm. it's sort of like a remembrance. So like, okay, that's fair. As long as you know that it might stop working, and you um, will just have that as part of your body. Like that was my favorite song at that time. We all have the re- musical regrets. Uh, I regret I listened to Blues Traveler at some point in my life. Every time I hear a Blues Traveler song, I'm like, I cannot believe I used to listen to these guys. But my point is, like, you br- raise up a good point. If you're a tattoo artist. Mm-hmm. What is your responsibility to people right. to say, hey, now just a heads up, you sure you want to do this? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously tattoo, tattoos are expensive. And yes. tattoo artists get paid pretty well for the artistry that they do. And many of them are wonderful. I mean, there's works of art that they can do. Oh, they're artists, but for sure. Mm-hmm. At what point, I'm wondering, like, 
I'm sure is they must talk people out of things every right. once in a while. And these tattoo artists are saying, okay, but they're giving you the reasons not to do it. Like, for example, what if Spotify goes out of business or gets bought and they right. start using a different shaped code and they transfer all the songs? And, and some of they, some say they're not going to be scannable in 10 to 20 years from now, not just from the sagginess of your skin, but Spotify might not be here. It might be something else. It might, they might switch to QR codes like everybody else instead of these, you know, these audio wave file lookalikes. So <laughs> it was a cautionary tale. And also, I'll leave you with this. Whether you get a tattoo or not, the tattoo artists are always reminding us to moisturize. Yes. And that is a, a good lesson for anybody, even if you have, I have zero tattoos, I need to moisturize more. Keep them out of the sun. Keep them out. Oh, is that it? Tattoos out of the sun, too? Really? Yeah, but just like any, like they fade in the sun. So you just try to protect oh, them. Oh, I mean, so like Ben hard. Affleck with the, yeah. the full back tattoo has to wear a shirt? Or just put some, make sure you uh, put some sunscreen on. You should be wearing sunscreen. Yes, Yes, you should. All right. Uh, Usually Thursdays is Dear Jordana Day, but since we did uh, the uh, Radiothon for uh, Second Harvest Heartland yesterday, we decided we'll do a Friday edition of my favorite segment from the Adam and Jordana Show, one that has even influenced a possible snowplow name in the future. Uh, It is Dear (laughs) Jordana. We need the questions. Let's go. And not just from Drama Jan. Well, hopefully you hear from Drama Jan coming up. But also everybody else, you got a quandary, you got something in your life, work, personal life, relationship, any kind of question you need advice on, Jordana will give you the answer. 651-461-9226. Your calls and texts for Dear Jordana next on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, here we go. 651-461-9226. Calls, texts, advice, if you need it, if you don't need it. Just call in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any kind of Mm -hmm. questions. And on the mattress conversation, somebody just texted, a lot of people just leave them in their alleys thinking somebody could Mm. use them. No. Nobody's just saying, hey, I'm going to pick up a mattress on the side of the road. No. No. No one's. That's lazy. Call the junk guys or recycle it somehow. You got to properly get rid of that mattress. All right, here we go. Our friend Jan has uh, texted in, Dear Jordana. Mm. This is a good one, too. Mm. This is going to spark a lot mm-hmm. of debate here. Should parents who become obnoxious during their kids' sporting events be dropped in penalty boxes for the duration of the game? Thank you, Jan. Ooh, or if not, one. what should the punishment be? Because there are some obnoxious parents. You're out. You yeah, no, you're out. I'm sorry. Not even penalty box, because if you're in the penalty box, you still get to watch the game. No. If you become obnoxious and... You're yelling at the at the coach or at the kids or whatever you're doing. You're out. We have no. We should teach kids bad behavior has consequences, and you're out. That's it. I'm done with these annoying parents. You're out. Yeah, I've heard of stories where there are like leagues, like youth leagues, that will put like a mm-hmm. where a team will write a check. Like each parent will have to contribute a certain amount of money into a pot. And oh, if there okay. if there is bad behavior, and that way, then that money gets I don't know donated to the league or whatever. That way, parents police themselves. 
So if one of the parents, because that's the problem. I think you get an obnoxious dad or a mom, and nobody really says anything to them. They're just like, oh, yeah, geez, you know, that's, that's him or that's her. And it doesn't really get to a point where other parents step in and say, hey, be quiet. I mean, you're embarrassing no, they- your kid. The ref, or I know, like, if certainly if you have a young umpire, this is really hard, but they need to be kicked out. Yeah. That's it. You, That's need, to, you need to not be able to watch the game anymore. Go sit in your car. That's why we uh, have a lack of coaches mm-hmm. and officials now because of mm-hmm. bad parents. Mm-hmm. Dear Jordana, a 71-year-old friend would like to marry a 32-year-old woman. She will, but if he takes out a million and a half dollar life insurance policy, say something or say nothing. Yeah, um... This is a hard no for me. Yes. <laughs> I mean, a, the 71-year-old friend, I guess he gets to have sex with a 32-year-old woman, so it might be worth a million and a half dollars. I'm not sure. But you have to say, of course, she's doing it for the money, or she may ki- murder you. Because if you don't already have the money and she'll be in the will, she's making you take out a life insurance policy. She, mm-hmm. she for sure is going to poison you. And 71 isn't that old. No. So you still have your faculties. You still have plenty of time. Don't marry a 32-year-old woman. You have nothing in common. That could be your, your granddaughter. So stop it. Stop it. And um, yes, say something. Tell that person that they will be murdered by their young wife and they need to stop the wedding. I don't know about that, though. But, uh, nope. Okay, just nope. separate. She's poison the, you. Well, no, I mean, mm-hmm. let's separate the story, though. Like, just that the, the mm-hmm. age difference there. You don't think that age difference is even good? There's under no circumstances should they be that seventy-one far? to thirty-two. Nope. Not no. either way. No. You think love? No. So you there can be no Sorry. love between those two people. I think they can love each other, but I think a marriage is different. I think you know you should want to have sex when you're married. I think that um, well, what's this to is say not... that they don't. She's trying to kill you, Adam. <laughs> there's nothing else around. She will murder you in your sleep if you have to to get the one point five million dollars. Tell your friend that. End this. Okay, just as a hypothetical, let's say the seventy-one-year-old <laughs> guy is dirt poor, and he, there's well, a, a tra- well, that's why he's taking. She's making him take out the one point five million dollar policy. She's making him do it. That's She's planning to murder you. Yeah. You may be poor now and think, oh, I don't have anything. That's why she loves me. She wants you to take out the policy. So she's going to put cyanide in your coffee or your Metamucil. Trust me, she will kill you. Be done with this. But please, Adam, take that advice and let's move on because clearly this woman is a murderess. Well, okay. I'm just I'm sp- speaking if you take murder out of the equation. Like Mick Jagger's 80 and his baby mama so apparently is 36. And he's rich. Right. And he's taking care of that person. Okay? All right. And that's also, okay, That's I say more than double the age is wrong. I mean, okay. Mick Jagger's close, but, you know, come right. on. All no, right. it's wrong. So don't do it. Dear Jordana, should I attend a nude hot tub party with my coworkers? Do we need to read more into that, or can I just leave it at that? <laughs> a nude hot tub party with coworkers? Why do you got to be nude? Can't you just have a again, friends? These are easy ones today. These are easy. No, the answer is no, 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 and no. And if you didn't hear me, the answer is no. 
They are your coworkers. You don't want to see their junk. They don't want it. Well, no. maybe they want to see yours. The answer is no. no. That's... Absolutely not. No. You're oh. busy that night. You're washing the cat. You, you know, you have things to do. Is that Sorry. a euphemism? You want, no, it's not. Bathe your cat that night. Yeah. Do not be nude in front of your coworkers. I'll never forget. I was at a, the health club that I joined in when I lived in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. The men's locker room had a hot tub in the men's locker room. It's a nice big hot tub. And I remember sure. I was like, cool, there's a hot tub in here. Yeah. So I went into mm-hmm. it, you know, with a suit on. And I got in there. And there's about four other guys in there. And every guy got out and all of them were nude. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, that was okay. in the locker room, and I, but I, mm-hmm. and but I still was like hesitant. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I still want a suit on, even if it's. Oh, really? You didn't get naked and join him? No, I had my suit on. I said, no, I'm keeping my suit. Oh, on. you did. Okay. I guess I'm a prude. Yeah, I've done the nude hot tub. I've done that in in like um, in a spa setting. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. Where it's, mm-hmm. Yeah, they separate sexes, is what you're saying. Separate? Yes, of course. It was just women. Yes. Yeah, it was just women. Uh, I'm cool with that. Dear Jordana Murder Schmidt. by Metamucil. Sorry, Murder <laughs> by Metamucil. That's what's <laughs> I'm tell- That's a next Netflix series, friends. I <laughs> that's it. a lifetime all over. <laughs> Dear Jordana, should I skip the baby shower for my first child because my dad thinks it means I'm not a real man? <laughs> Come on. What? Come on. Okay, your dad sounds like a jerk. A jerk. Um no, do not skip the baby shower. It, well, if you're invited, some women don't want the husbands at the baby shower, but lately I think they do. I think that was more of a my generation kind of thing. I'm a lot of these millennials are definitely doing the male female baby shower. Absolutely not. Your dad is He's too old school. Your dad's old and not evolved and I don't know, send him golfing or fix him some metamucil. If if he can't understand that, then he's old and closed-minded so um no go to the baby shower and whatever your dad thinks is what your dad thinks and you move on you need to release that honey release that you you go to the baby shower have fun you know you can see all the gifts it's really fun dear jordana i work for a small fully remote marketing agency our c-suite consists of three people with a slack channel that they think is private but is not in that oh, channel, oh they often talk poorly about others in the company, including oh, oh, oh. my former manager who's recently left. Recently, one of them posted my department's salaries and raises and wrote some awful things about why some people got bigger raises than others. I was the only one in my department who got a smaller raise. We don't have an HR department, and I currently have no manager. My question is, how or even if I address the comments made about me in the Slack channel, and how do I do it without tipping them off? that the whole company knows about their open Slack channel. Wow. So, so wait a minute. They, the, the leadership team thinks it's private, but this person yes. has access you know to it? I actually, uh, this has happened in uh, this office one time. Ooh, hit me. Hit, well, hold on. I will get to the advice, but yep. Adam, share. It was just, there was something, there was one time, there was people who thought they were on a private Slack channel, and it was not. And they made mention about somebody else, and it was uh, not received well. That's all I'm going to say about that. Was it me? No, no, nope. Okay. Did the other person see it? Yes, that's what Who, the other were... person saw it. Oh, they did and, see it. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Yeah, slack etiquette. Wow. Okay, here's the deal. Um, I would... Um, Here's the deal. I'm an employee. I would never let them know that you have access oh, no. to this. You got, you got oh my keys gosh. to the castle this is, there. Yeah. Yes. This is fantastic. Uh, d- but use this information. 
Use this information. You can, you know, maybe tell your coworkers, hey, you know, I think, you know, coming in late, if, if that was on the Slack channel, you know, was annoying to the, to the up, you know, upper crust, to the, to the CEO. So you might want to, you, you can use it to help your fellow employees, but also use it for your own benefit. If they're writing about you, what they want to be better, and you think the criticism is fair, Use that to your benefit yeah. to get a bigger raise next year. I mean, you have access to the inside of their brain right now, and you know what it means for them to be a good employee. So I would think of this as like tuition. This is information. This is good stuff. And you know what? They're morons for not knowing how to use Slack. Yeah. And you should use this in any way you can to your advantage. Do not let them know. But you have to do sly things. Like if they are criticizing you, you have to just fix that behavior and then they won't know it. You know, you don't have to address it with them. Honey, again, keys to the kingdom. You keep this on the DL. And use it to your advantage if you and, and help your coworkers if you can, but never let them know that you know because so you can continue this. Yeah, for people wow. who don't know, Slack is like an inner office kind oh, of oh, social yeah. media site for inner offices. Mm-hmm. So it's like a yeah, it's like me like Teams or yeah, a like group a, me. It's kind like of a thing. Facebook page for just one mm-hmm. office or one company, and you can you know send yeah, people messages, yeah, share information, private messages, or share. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody suggests that the uh, equation is is like you take your age, divide it by two, and add nine. That's as young as you go. Have you heard that take equation? Yeah, before, I've heard Dave? that, but uh, seven was the number I oh, heard. Seven. But sure, similar, similar yeah. kind of thing. H- half plus seven is the one I've heard. And I say love is love. Yeah. Let, as long as the yeah. people have legal age, let's just say that. But love oh, is love. Boy. And uh, someone says, is Jordana suggesting murder by Metamucil? No. I'm not an advocate for it, but that is absolutely what this 32-year-old woman is trying to do to her 71-year-old um, fiancé. Just do not do it. Call the wedding off right now. She is a murderess. And a great idea for a Lifetime movie. Uh, we'll be yes. back uh, with the uh, Rewind, the Friday Rewind, some of the highlights from the conversations we had this week. It's coming up next to end our week on the Adam and Jordana Show. Don't you go anywhere. had an unbelievable experience a car pulls up in front of my house parks on the street one of the people in the car gets out of the car he is dressed in a blue camo hoodie and a full black ski mask the one you would go skiing in or possibly rob a bank in he starts walking up my driveway The boys, unknowingly, that are hanging out in the garage, walk into view. And this person sees now that there are two boys and maybe even Maddox in the car. Turns on his heel, takes off running back into his own vehicle, which then peels out, burns rubber down my block. Dan's in Elk River. Dan, jump in on this. Would you want your local church to be housing homeless folks? Absolutely. In fact, our church did house homeless folks uh, prior to COVID for many years. Um, now It was homeless families. Mike's in Minneapolis. Mike, jump in here. What do you think? In the last year, um, my sweetheart had to move into an assisted living facility. And literally right around the corner from this facility, a uh, homeless shelter with over 100 beds. And now we've got a situation where there are hundreds of vulnerable, very vulnerable people, handicapped, elderly, you name it, and, and they're having trouble with 
doing the things that addicts and other mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. do. And I'm, I'm thinking that they need to budget and plan for 24-hour security. I, I don't know. That's the only solution I can think of. The hospital there in Foston says it's not going to be able to deliver babies anymore. And the mayor of Foston says, uh, wait a minute, that's the problem. Joining us right now is Jim Offerdahl, who is the mayor. If Essentia says it has to stop baby deliveries because of a lack of doctors and nurses with training and experience in OB, how is First Care Medical going to fill that gap and fill that need? Well, the first thing we have to ask is, is that true? And the answer is no. Uh, They already have staff there that was delivering babies. And uh, let me just say, if we were hearing from staff that, no, this isn't safe and sustainable and we shouldn't be doing this, we wouldn't be where we are. Essentium did not make a good faith effort to continue to fill positions because we believe that they have always intended to no longer deliver babies in Boston. Let me just say, Boston... And, and the Boston Hospital is quite capable. We've done a lot of research. Uh, we've brought in some experts, and we know very well that it is safe and sustainable to have a delivery program at the Boston Hospital, and it will return to that. Big, huge boost for the Department of Tourism, and that money is being put uh, in an effort, towards an effort to get people to not only visit Minnesota, but move here. So that's why today we are talking to uh, Executive Director of Explore Minnesota Tourism, Lauren Bennett-McGinty. Is that in your purview, Lauren, is to get people not only to you know visit here, but move here? And I think it is well within our purview. You know, we talked at the state for a while about the idea of how we can use tourism marketing as really that front door for economic development. Um, there have been a lot of studies about how when people visit a place, they're more likely to want to live there or start a career or go to college there. Um, and so really, we thought that now is the time to leverage our expertise at Explore Minnesota uh, and utilize that to help kind of attract people to live here. We had a terrific hour. I am so proud of the Adam and Jordana listeners. I am so thrilled and honored and inspired by these incredible volunteers who have been here answering phones. My guests were so inspiring. I'm going to go back and listen to their interviews. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for raising all of this money to eliminate hunger. The final that we have raised on the Adam and Jordana show is $247,621. Thank you, thank you, thank you. are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand 
Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 